This is the Build Our Future podcast. We shape our buildings, and afterwards our buildings shape us. A window into the past, present, and future of the construction industry. There's still a lot of unlocked doors. Clarity with design, craftsmanship with the build. There's still a lot to find out and do and invent. Collaboration for our future. You know, I don't think it's the end of the invention. The Build Our Future podcast with Raul Faria. Let's build. Begins now. Welcome to another episode of the Builder Future Podcast. Really happy to have John Christensen here. He is the CEO of BidMe. The name might sound pretty self-explanatory. John, can you tell me, macro version, what is BidMe? Yeah, sure. And, and Ro, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. BidMe is an online marketplace that aims to connect homeowners who need things done with the experts who do them. It was started because of a lack of options directed to solving the main problems with the home services industry. Essentially, there are two major problems on the consumer side of the equation. The first big problem is that homeowners struggle to find a contractor they can trust. According to an Ipsos Reid survey that was completed in 2018, 69% of Canadians struggle to find a contractor that they can trust. And I mean, that's a crazy high number. Given the number of contractor review sites that are out there, I mean, that's especially surprising, right? You know, we dug into this to try and figure out what was wrong with the current offering. And, you know, we talked to a ton of homeowners and a lot of people suggested, hey, we're not sure about these review sites, whether or not there's paid reviews or fake reviews or, or what. The Yelp effect. Yeah, the, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but essentially, all of that feedback comes down to one thing, and it's trust. And the question is, how do you build that trust? How do you create trust with an online persona? Right now, the legwork of building that trust falls on the homeowner. If you're about to get a project done as a homeowner and you talk to your friends, your neighbors, your family, and you say, I want to get my basement done, or, you know, I want to get a new deck or a fence. The first piece of advice that anybody always gives you is, hey, make sure you get multiple quotes. <laughs> make, make sure you get multiple bids. Whatever you do, make sure you get the multiple quotes. And the truth is, is that that's a lot of work for a homeowner, right? That's when they hit the online review sites and they start looking at contractors in their area, you know, and they can reach out to eight different contractors and say, Hey, I need a, I need a quote on my deck. Like, come, yeah. you know, when can you I just going to say like, you know, yeah, get multiple quotes, but there's so many contractors out there. How do you vet what works with you? And it's a lot of money involved. So time is money, money is money. And it's just <laughs> like, you know, how do you kind of, even just to bring people in, Right. And what does that process look like? Well, it starts with the looking online and looking at different review sites. And then it's, you know, the homeowner is reaching out to those contractors and saying, hey, come and take a look at this. Then you've got a whole bunch of site visits, right? If you're reaching out to eight different people to build a deck and you want eight different quotes, well, you're lucky if, you know, four or five of them actually show up. And then two or three to actually get the price. You got it. <laughs> That's exactly it, man. So like, it's wild that the legwork for that building of the trust and building of that relationship falls on the homeowner. I can't think of another industry where you've got the consumer trying to build the trust and create that relationship. And we want to change that. The second issue that homeowners face is lost or stolen deposits. You know, this is a really unfortunate 
part of the business, but the truth is that it happens. And everyone knows a story about a friend, a neighbor, you know, some seemed like a small job. They just wanted money for materials. And then you just never heard from the guy again. It's unfortunate that that happens. Again, we're looking at startling numbers. It was another Ipsos study, but it's one in 20. One in 20 projects in the country end up with stolen deposits. And that number jumps to 9% in the major cities like Toronto. That is just an astounding number. And I, I honestly, like when I was first told that, I didn't believe it. And I had to jump in and, and actually take a look at the... At the survey Actually, and the study from, myself. from my perspective as a contractor, I, I, I feel it's a little low as well. Uh, because <laughs> not A lot of people don't want to say that. And right. you know, for us, when we were doing residential, we always gave like the WSIBs, insurance liabilities, you know, all of that sort of stuff as part of our whole package to do it the right way. But I find a lot of times contractors don't have that necessarily. And sometimes they get busy and there's a more lucrative job and who knows what happens, right? You got it, man. And so a big part of the platform is thinking about, okay, how do we bridge that gap? How do we stop that from happening as well as building that trust? The problems that we're looking at solving don't just happen on the homeowner side. So there's the problems that contractors face as well. One of the biggest problems for contractors is actually providing these quotes and running around to a bunch of houses and looking at everyone's unique situation and trying to figure out, okay, what is the best thing to do here? I'll take you one step on that. And I think you guys address that as well. And you can elaborate on it. When I used to walk through with residential clients, they would be like, oh, this contractor said this. Do you have a better idea? Now, all of a sudden, when they receive quotes, it might not be apples to apples. It's like apples to trees, not even apples to oranges. Somebody else is providing a far superior product or a far lower product than another GCN sometimes the end client doesn't actually know the difference because their eyeballs go to the bottom dollar. <laughs> yeah. And the truth is that process isn't easy. As a contractor, when you go to site visit after site visit after site visit and like, and you're getting the same feedback over and over again, you go, oh man, there's no controls here. How can I make sure there's a level playing field? There isn't. And really there isn't a way that exists right now for contractors to be provided with that reassurance. And I mean, that's the big question that we get from homeowners all the time is, I have no idea why this contractor wouldn't provide a bid. And it's like, well, it comes back to that experience. And as soon as a contractor knows that it's not a level playing field, either you're not going to get a bid, or you're going to get a bid that is so high that covers every eventuality that it's just, it, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So it sounds like the initial vision was more in terms of bridging a gap from the client's perspective, the customer's perspective. So is it fair to assume or to say it kind of evolved as the platform was developing that there was a gap that was noticed from the other side as well? 100%. It definitely started and remains to this day. It's really focused on the homeowner and answering the question of how do we make their lives easier? We looked at the marketplace and we said, okay, what platforms are out there today? And all of the platforms are centered around the idea of hey, a contractor needs a service, they need promotion. How do we collect a large monthly fee from contractors? How do we provide that contractor with the value they think they need and just collect these large monthly fees? The contractors that we spoke to had a pretty uniform level of feedback that was, hey, you know what, this platform that I'm currently on, I'm not really sure if it's worth it. It's kind of pay to play. If I'm going to be a contractor, I need to be on there. 
Do I get some jobs from there? Yes, I do, but it's not really enough to justify it. But if I'm not on there, I'm losing, you know, it's, it's that sort of mentality. And we're thinking like, man, there's got to be a better way. There has to be a better way to do this. And so it's, what if we focused on serving the needs of the homeowner? What if we said, here's our, here's our primary focus. Let's focus on the needs of the homeowner, get the jobs, and then the contractors will come. Can we do this in a way where we're also solving the problems for the contractor? So I mentioned that, you know, the first problem for the contractor is the amount of time it takes to actually do all of these quotes, right? You're talking site visits. The average contractor puts out five quotes to win one job. And that is a quote. And that's I mean, a good one. Yeah, that's a good, that's a, that's a you're, you're dialed. You know, right. you know, you that's know right. exactly. hit rate. That's what it is. <laughs> you got it. So that bid to hit rate, if you can get that, you're doing pretty good. The second big problem for contractors is actually collecting the money. This is one that personally I don't understand, but I know that the numbers are wild and I can't believe this is as big a problem as it is. So right now, 81% of contractors report that they spend a moderate to significant amount of time chasing money. 81%. The average length of time that they spend doing that is 73 days, 73 days for an invoice to be paid. And again, I can't think of another industry where it's like, yeah, I'm going to come, I'm going to spend my time, I'm going to, I'm going to work my butt off doing this job. And then I'm going to spend 73 days chasing you for money. That's not the best part. The best part is once you get that okay, that the payment is ready, <laughs> contractor usually drops everything and leaves to go pick up that check. So now their current job oh, <laughs> is kind of, right? You got it. We've got this crazy discrepancy on both sides of the equation. It's this, it's this huge gap. On the one hand, you've got homeowners doing the legwork to build the trust. It's not efficient. You've got them worried about their deposits being stolen. And then on the other side, you've got contractors who waste a bunch of time doing a ton of quotes for jobs they're never going to win. And they're spending a ton of time collecting payments. The question is, how do we thread a needle here? And how do we close the gap on all of these problems and bring it all together? Those are the questions that drive the creation of this BidMe platform. Yeah, I guess essentially what you're looking for, the concept title of this episode says it all is, you know, efficiency and cash confidence in a home improvement process. So walk me through that process in terms of the use from, let's say, end user client who's looking to get some work done. How are they going to make it more efficient for them. And number two, how do they know that their money is secure as well? Because we can get into deficiencies as well as part of the, <laughs> this whole topic. I mean, it's a never ending conversation, but yeah, sure. why don't you walk me through, uh, you know, the overview process of if, if a homeowner wanted to jump on board and, and check it out and see what's up for them. The initial idea for the platform is that we wanted to make it as simplistic as possible. The vision that we had was we want to make this so simple that somebody can start a project from their phone while they're sipping a latte at Starbucks. And how do we create a platform that is that easy that anybody can do it? And the idea started with this idea of categorization. How do we take a job and accurately categorize it so that we can ask the right number of questions so that we can gather the right amount of information? Do you mind if we get technical? We can get a little bit technical. So essentially, we're developing, it's called an elastic search engine, and we're dropping it into the platform where a user can create a project with five words or less. That's what it takes to start the project. So you say, hey, I want to paint my garage or seal my driveway or build my deck. 
And what this does is it pulls out the action and the thing and drops it into a very specific subcategory. So if it's paint my garage, the action is paint, the thing is garage. And the system extracts that out of your project title and drops you into a very, very specific subcategory. And based on that subcategory, we then put you through a few other steps of, hey, now it's time to provide a description of your project, detailed description, many words as you can. Is there drywall or is there taping? You got it. And then it's add a before picture, the all important before picture. It's upload that before picture. And then my favorite part of this, and this is really where it ends up being the level playing field, is that contractors are able to ask questions on that specific project. And when a contractor asks a question about that project, if they're looking for more details on a specific material, finish, size, et cetera, and that and the homeowner answers that question, that question and answer then becomes attached to the project for everyone to see. For the homeowner, they only have to answer the questions once. They're not answering the same set of questions for four or five different contractors. And the same information as well. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, if a contractor asks a homeowner what kind of tile they want and they say marble, and then the next contractor calls a few days later and says, hey, what kind of tile did you want? And the person, I don't know, what did we say? I think it was travertine, right? And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Now we're quoting different things, right? Through the platform with that transparent question and answer period of the project, everything's completely a level playing field for the contractors. Then the contractors provide the bids on the project, and it is up to the homeowner to review and sort and screen those bids. They can sort by price, of course, the all-important sort by price, um, but then they can also sort by ratings, and they can take a deep dive into the contractor's profile, looking at past projects, reviews from homeowners, including before and after photos. And so really to get an understanding of, has the contractor done a project like this before? Oh, nice. You have the capability of adding and photos as well. So you see the before and after. So they can actually see a finished product. You got it. They can see, and they can see what the contractor started with. If the contractor started with a perfect space and made it look awesome, well, then that's great. But let's see the work that was actually done and determine whether or not you're right for this. When the homeowner lands on the contractor that they want to use, they select that contractor and then they are prompted to make the payment for the project in full upfront. So now that payment doesn't go direct to the contractor, that payment gets held. But what it does is it provides the assurance to the contractor. Both sides, actually. Both sides. It provides the assurances that, hey, number one, no one's going to run away with your deposit because they haven't received your deposit. And for the contractor, it provides the assurances of, hey, every project that I do on this platform is fully funded up front. So when the, when the project is awarded, that then becomes a project between the homeowner and the contractor. And then they can exchange all of the personal information that they need, including phone number, emails, et cetera. There's a chat platform as well, so they can communicate directly on the platform itself, which is great. Yeah, it's all recorded information, right? You got right. it. That's key. It's not always verbal because verbal <laughs> people's mind, you know, I know. I mean, it's just normal, right? Even if you're talking to friends, people think different things a month later or a couple of weeks later, right? A hundred percent. It just helps to keep track of that conversation and not only make sure that there's a record of it, but also just make it as easy as possible. The job is completed. You make, make the arrangements, set the schedule, et cetera. The job is completed. 
and on the contractor end of the platform when they are wrapped up they mark the job as complete on the platform little blurb comes up and says hey have you walked through the project with the homeowner verified that they're happy etc etc they hit the yes button then the project flies over to the homeowner and says hey the contractor has told us that this project is completed do you agree if they hit yes, hopefully they hit yes every time because that'll be super smooth. And then the payment is released and it hits the contractor bank account. Of course, that begs the question, what happens if the homeowner selects no, it's not done because this happens even after they've reviewed it, even after they've walked through the project with, with the contractor, that happens. And so they're then prompted to create any sort of a deficiency list. Hey, this needs to be done, this needs to be done, this needs to be done. And then so when that list is completed, contractor can resubmit and then go through the process, money released, hits the account, et cetera, et cetera. And so this is where we really think we've threaded the needle here and attacked all of the four major problems, the two on either side of the platform and created something that's gonna work for everyone. I find it fascinating for me, what I was most drawn to, I think, was the level playing field pre-bidding process, right? Now, your background was has predominantly been in the commercial field. And we, we both know in the commercial field, that funnel of information during the tendering phase, the bidding phase, is key. So all parties, all GCs have the same information. Tell me a little bit more about your journey and how you became involved and you know, how all the, these pieces fit together, because I think it's a fascinating melting of the two. Not many people think commercial style construction or tendering matches with residential, but it seems like there's a nice niche on certain items that actually work. Yeah, sure. I mean, my background is in the restaurant business. I grew up in restaurants. I've always worked in the restaurant industry. I've worked on the front lines in the restaurant industry, certainly as everything from a dishwasher to a host, to a server, to a yeah, restaurant okay, manager. You, you can sing the break song if you want. No, the, not a problem, not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually I made my way to the corporate side of the restaurant business, where I primarily worked in the design and construction side of the business. Certainly on the commercial side, it's not without its problems either. In you can talk about the detailed specifications and the incredibly detailed drawings that go into commercial projects, whether it's the millwork cuts or the, you know, every tiny little piece. But on the whole, a lot of the problems are the same. And it's how do you build trust with a contractor? How do you make sure that you're getting the right price? How do you make sure that you're getting enough bids? How do you screen out the fly-by-night guys? The ultra low or the ultra high, right? Yeah. And how do you figure out how to get the most value out of it? So when we're thinking about homeowners and their issues and how do we solve those problems, they tend to be a little bit simpler. They don't get into the crazy amount of detail that we do when we're thinking about commercial projects. When a homeowner is thinking about a washroom renovation, they're not necessarily thinking about the exact cut on the sink backsplash or where that's going to be. Typically, it happens when they see something on Pinterest or, you know, any or of somebody their, else's website <laughs> yeah. or on Instagram. And they say, oh, my God, that bathroom looks incredible. How do I get that bathroom in my house? Get me that tile. Get me that clawfoot tub. <laughs> you know, get me that mountain view. Oh, wait, that's too expensive. Right. Now that I know the price, right. let me swap that out. Right. <laughs> yeah. But the needs are a little bit simpler. How do I recreate this? Actually, that's a pretty nice transition. So one of the things that we're going to be rolling out, it'll be a little bit later in the fall, but is this 
thing called the project of the week. I'm sure we'll come up with a snappier name. That's what we're calling it now, the project of the week. The idea for the project of the week is that we're going to promote a project that has happened on our platform and just looks absolutely stunning, right? Something that is the Instagram worthy project. And we're going to put it across all of our social media platforms, including our website where you see the project of the week. And the idea is that we want homeowners to be able to click that project, go into their account and have all of the details of that project pre-populated in their project and apply those details to their house. So the idea is that as the projects build and build and as homeowners use the platform more and more, we're going to learn more and more details about their house. And so that when they see a project like that, that they want, we're just going to be able to essentially layer that over their existing bathroom and say, okay, here's how you do it. And again, it, I mean, it gets to your point of the details and how do you make sure those details are right? As we build more and more information about the state of this person's house, hey, we're going to be able to layer that in really quickly and easily. I mean, you mentioned bathroom renos, and we've been talking about home improvements. Bitme right now, is it more a platform that's geared for your smaller kitchen upgrades, bathroom upgrades? Because when you start getting into a home extension or complete interior home renovation, the details are literally endless, right? Is that something kind of what is focused on right now? And then obviously potential capabilities down the line? Yeah, I would put that in the potential capability category. So this is where we're starting off is we're starting off small. We're starting off with these simpler projects, but we definitely have every intention to move into those. We've come up with a platform that, uh, that we're very confident in and that works, but we want everyone to tell us, hey, these are the ways that you guys can improve. Here are the gaps that you've got in your system right now. And and we'll be filling those in as we grow. And as the company grows and as the platform grows in complexity, so too will the projects. Of course. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys recently launched, uh, I believe it was in Guelph. Was that because you guys had enough contractors to provide a valuable thing and then obviously branch out from there? Yeah. So Guelph was selected as our city for launch for a couple of different reasons. Number one, first and foremost, a lot of the BidMe team are located in Guelph. So it's a little bit easier to be hands-on and to be plugged into what's going on. The other piece is that there was a bunch of geo-targeting initiatives that took place a few months ago, and we're looking at, okay, where is the greatest need? Where are the homeowners really investing? Where are a bunch of new home and existing home transactions taking place? Because that's typically when you look at upgrading something is either before you sell or right after you buy a house. And Guelph seems like the perfect marketplace for that. The geo-targeting initiatives, there were some done on Facebook, some done on other social media networks. And the response in Guelph was really overwhelming. Yeah, there were over 200 people signed up before it launched. That's like just showing that initial interest. From the client side or the contractor side? Both. Both? Wow. It's about 40-60 split. That's still a pretty good percentage. Yeah, it's 60% homeowners, 40% contractors. And no, we're very, very pleased with the response uh, thus far. Awesome. So do you guys vet the contractors? I mean, we talked about insurance, WSIB, because obviously that would be a, probably one of the most frequently answered questions out there is, all right, you got these guys. Okay. How do you know <laughs> that they're 
they're, that they're legit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the way that we've approached that is through a badge system on each contractor's profile. When we've verified their insurance, when we've verified their WSIB, they have these badges that appear on their profile. There's other badges too. It's not just for those hard and fast paper qualifications, but there's badges for a new contractor who's recently signed up, who hasn't completed any jobs yet. Hey, it's important that you know this person hasn't been reviewed yet, right? The reviews that happen on our platform are all closed two-way reviews. And so what that means is that a contractor can't juice up their ratings by adding quote-unquote past projects to their profile. So it's jobs that are essentially done through the platform is what they can comment on and that specific client can comment on. It's not like they can. we can talk about the other ones where you can go on and start populating it as they say. Yeah, I mean, that's, and I won't knock it. That is the way a lot of other platforms work. What they're trying to solve for there is it's tough for a contractor to join a new platform and then instantly gain credibility. For some of the other platforms, it's one of the first things that a contractor is asked to do. And it's, hey, you created a new profile. Congratulations. In order to build trust, why don't you start loading on some past projects and contact last clients and get them to put their reviews on? We're really taking inspiration from outside of the contractor realm when we're looking at those reviews. If you look at e-commerce in general and you look at Amazon's review platform, it's one of the most prolific and they have the verified purchases on. And that's perfect because you know people have actually bought that and those are the people reviewing. Exactly. For our platform, a contractor can't get a review unless they've completed a job on our platform. And then the other piece that I'll just point out on our reviews is that it is two-way. So every time a homeowner reviews a contractor, the contractor also has the opportunity to review a homeowner. Oh, beautiful. And we think that's a pretty unique. It's both sides accountable, right? It has to. Maybe homeowners need badges too. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you just became an advisor. <laughs> well, that, no, it's, it's funny. That's something to consider. But certainly it's important for homeowners to have reviews as well. The reason being is that we want everyone to be incentivized to play nice in the sandbox, right? As much as there are the fly-by-night contractors who we're, we're trying to avoid, there's also homeowners that like to take advantage of these types of systems as well. And this is, again, it's about making it a level playing field. And it's for a homeowner that has a bad experience with a contractor, they need to be able to let other homeowners know. And for a contractor who has a bad experience with a homeowner, they need to be able to let other contractors know. Ultimately, what this means is that with every single job that gets completed on our platform, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And that's really what we want to do is that we want to create a community of people who are all collectively dedicated to this home improvement process being easier and more cost effective. Makes sense. I mean, it's, it sounds like you guys have hit on most of the pain points, it feels like from both sides, but have you noticed any challenges, shall we say, on both sides, customers and homeowners on jumping on board with the platform, is it, you mentioned the visibility, but I mean, we'll put that aside, but any other challenges, questions that generally come up? For sure. And look, we're not going to get rid of every challenge, but you know, there's always going to be the person who wants their bathroom renovated for $800. There's always going to be the contractor who thinks that they're the only one who can renovate a bathroom and it's going to cost $30,000. And certainly when you're launching a platform like this, a lot of those problems are going to occur in the beginning, you know, when nobody has a, an existing review. 
you know, those are challenges. And of course, we're facing those challenges. But again, it goes back to the idea of us just getting stronger with every single project. We're not the only ones who have faced that issue. You look at Airbnb, the first people to rent a house on Airbnb. I can't imagine what that experience would have been like. And I think that the benefit that we have is that <laughs> folks aren't going and staying in someone else's house. They're having people come to their house and improve it. So I think we've got a leg up. There. Yeah, no, for sure. So, you know, one big question that I have, I think from both sides is from a homeowner's perspective, number one, trying to establish a budget for a certain project. And I guess from a contractor's perspective, especially on the residential side, trying to figure out how competitive were they? on a specific job, on a bathroom job, on that job, they might have made a mistake or do they need to sharpen their pencil? Is that another capability you guys working on? So there's the realistic view from the homeowner's perspective, based on what you said, and from the contractor's perspective saying, you know what, I'm not just blindly bidding and not knowing if I, I mean, we know on the commercial side, you can lose stuff for a hundred dollars, right? Residential side is slightly different sometimes, right? Yeah, I think the idea of whether or not someone's getting a good deal or uh, whether or not the price is in line with what they should be paying, it's going to come from the number of bids that we're able to solicit from people. And the way that we are going to increase the number of bids on a per project basis is that we're going to make it easy and easier and easier and easier for contractors to actually provide bids. So one of the things that we're developing, it's not in the platform yet, but is the machine learning capability on the quoting side. And this is the idea that when a contractor has filled out 10 to 12 quotes, let's take a simple project. Let's say you're a driveway sealer and you've filled out 12 quotes for driveway sealing. Well, what the platform does is it learns from your past quotes and it says, okay, you know, based on your square footage, here's roughly what you charge for materials. Based on your labor rates, here's roughly what you charge per square foot. This is the driveway size that the customer has provided. So we've actually been able to pre-populate quotes and allow for one-click quoting on the contractor side for these simpler projects. And again, it's one of these things where it works for the simpler projects, but as we grow and as we learn more and more about more and more detailed projects, we're going to be able to get in, into the exact same realm. And so the easier that it becomes for a contractor to quote a project, the more quotes that each project is going to get. And what this is really going to turn into is true dynamic pricing for the homeowner. And what you're really going to see in fluctuations in price is just how busy is that contractor at the moment? How much do they need that job or want that job? Maybe they don't, right? Like maybe they're quoting in the middle of the busy season and hey, yeah, if they're going to knock it out of the park, they're going to need to bring on some more bodies. They're going to need to charge a, a premium, right? But what we are anticipating seeing on that front is the real dynamic pricing range based on the status of that contractor. So number one, how busy are they? But also how many projects have they completed? What is their rating like? I'm envisioning a future where for a small bathroom renovation, you're able to see 20 quotes on that small bathroom renovation and the homeowner is going to then be able to understand, okay, new contractors are kind of quoting in this bracket, existing mid-range contractors are quoting in this bracket and the top tier contractors are quoting in this bracket. And more than 
the knowledge about whether or not they're getting a good deal, they're going to be able to be provided with the confidence that, hey, within this range of contractor, here's the price that makes sense. Right. Do I want a Lambo? I'll pay for the Lambo. Exactly. Right? <laughs> there are different views of material finishes, that sort of stuff, right? That's actually a very valid question and answer in the residential field. So that's awesome. I love hearing not just about what you guys are doing, but you know, what the growth pattern, what the growth vision is, you know, it, uh, it sounds pretty fantastic, actually. We have done a pretty good job of mapping out what every stage of the business looks like and where we want to grow and our feature rollout. Like I mentioned, we launched in Guelph in July. Our full launch, which is basically southwestern Ontario, is going to be happening in October. And we're aiming to be coast to coast by the end of the year. A lot of that's going to be dependent on how well it's working and how much adjustment we have to do along the way. But we are also looking at other feature rollouts, including something called BidMe Pro. It's likely going to be launching early in 2021. And the idea there is that we'll have some additional features for contractors who are of a more serious scale where there's going to be more vetting that goes on to hit this Bid Me Pro stage, but also giving them access to something that we've been calling Bid Me Pay or Pay Me. And the idea with Pay Me is that a contractor should be able to use our payment platform for their other projects as well. So if you're direct quoting, hey, use the Bid Me platform, let us take care of your payment issues so that you still know you're getting paid in the right way. And then we're also looking at material ordering. We're, we're engaged with, we, we won't say who, but a national company supplying construction materials. And the idea being that we want contractors to be able to order materials direct to site using money from that prepayment and still providing the homeowner with the knowledge that, hey, this is going to materials. The only materials that can be ordered are the ones that were in the quote and it's gonna be delivered directly to your house so you don't have to worry about it. And then obviously, the scaling of larger and larger projects. The possibilities are really endless to add the customizations and everything to it, right? That's the idea. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's so funny. The more we talk to people like yourself with the homeowner badges, the more good ideas that are layered on and the more that gets added to our development schedule and the more that I'm, I think I'm driving my programming team a little bit nuts because every time we get a great new idea, we're just throwing it on the pile. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. So where can a homeowner or a contractor find you guys if they want to know more information or sign up or check it out? Yeah, so I'd recommend going to our website. It's bidme.com, B-I-D-M-I-I.com. Or you can search BidMe, any of our social media channels. We're all over the place. Oh, fantastic. And it sounds like it's a pretty self-explanatory system to jump on and test it out and, and see how that goes. John, was uh, fantastic having you on, man. Very excited to see the growth of BidMe in the coming months and years to come. It sounds like a fascinating adventure you're on. Hey, Raul, thank you so much for having me. This was a real treat. I love the podcast. I love the recent episodes that you've done and looking forward to continuing on as a listener. Awesome. Thanks so much. Well, it seems like BidMe has really found this niche in the residential market where, you know, they're trying to improve the trust factor between the contractors and the homeowners. And with John at the helm with his extensive experience on trying to bridge that gap, I think they're going to do wonders going forward. Um, you know, I'm loving these conversations with new startups. And next week, we've got uh, Leroy Beebe from Level, also known as Check the Level, uh, to hear what they're doing to improve, you know, residential workflow platforms and you know, where that need kind of started and how they're positioning themselves in the market.